0: jk chronicles a jujutsu kaisen podcast i'm one of your hosts chad i'm ronnie and today we're covering season two episode three hidden inventory three i'm starting to
1: see a pattern mm-hmm. the inventory is very hidden that i am much or i am well aware of at this point is this going to be that tells me that we're gonna make a we're gonna flip a switch and we're gonna go back to itadori and them that's yes. what i think do you know that you're saying yes or does no? That that's mean a you good. Agree?
0: That's a good thing that I agree with. Yeah, like uh, this
1: flashback is going to be the hidden inventory saga or section, and then you know, however many episodes in, we're going to flip it, and we're still going to be in season two, but it's going to be a different part of the story.
0: How dope would it be though if there was 24 episodes and every episode was just it's just a running count. Yeah, hidden inventory 22. That would be
1: so stupid that I would respect them for doing it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so dumb that it's actually cool. There's a lot that of every
1: things. yeah every single title of the episodes in season two is just a different number of hidden inventory. What did you think about the episode? You had said that it was well, I you had watched it before me because the power went out. Long story short. And I didn't get to see it when you did, but you had kind of sent me a text making me believe that it was the best one thus far. And I agree. You agree? I, if, if that's how
0: you felt, it is how I felt. Also, I, we have to talk about this before we go any further.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Patreon.
1: Basically what he's saying is right now the Patreon if you pay $5 you get an episode a week of learn a little something with Ronnie and Chad where we just kind of shoot the shoot the goof we gib and gab talk about whatever now we are going to add some anime coverage as well like he said as of right now probably Vinland Saga unless you guys tell us differently now if you don't want to be on the Patreon that's okay we get it although it's a silly mistake on your part. And then after, you know, after it releases three or four weeks ahead um, on the Patreon, it will then be released on the free feed. Correct. More podcasts for all. You can just get even more podcasts and other podcasts sooner if you help your boys out. Patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad.
0: And sometimes you get a crazy picture from the boys, a little behind the scenes. That's right. Yeah, you might see us, you know, playing dominoes or something. I mean it literally could be anything. Yeah, we play a lot of dominoes, yep. so that is a very high likelihood you get a snap. Mexican of that. train. Anyways, if you don't want to do it, uh, that's fine, but please support us because we need help. We need all the support we can get. We are We're two idiots. Illio. Going into the episode, okay, hidden inventory three, we start off right back where we left off, and that is that Curio. Is that how you say her name? Sure. She's captured, okay? We get a text that she's captured, and it's because Ghetto, she had told Ghetto to hurry on ahead and get to Rico and Gojo. Now, Rico, there was a thing of her, like, in the water. What was that all about? That is one thing that, you know, I probably should have mentioned that because I was confused by it. I kind of just skipped over it because I was so confused by it. Is it is it like an aquarium reference yeah. for later on in the episode? I don't know,
1: but that's the kind of guys we are, right? Is we gotta even if we don't understand something, we gotta talk about it because that's how we cover these shows. Just so we can say
0: we don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, now it shows later on, and maybe that's like her way of she's trying to get out of the water. She's trying to submerge from the water from feeling like uh she's drowning with all the responsibilities. Well, we and... just
1: know that she's special in some way. We don't really know why. We just know that this really super powerful person she's or entity needs her. Um and we, I'm assuming that that means that she's got something else going on, but yeah, they're being real discreet with it thus far. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so then she gets a text on a flip phone, very reliable.
0: Correct. And, yeah, we see – me and you discussed this last episode. We were confused, like, how did they get Kiari? Is this, like, an inside deal? Uh, Yada, yada. No, it turns out she told Ghetto to go on ahead, so it was her fault. Yeah, which I was glad
1: they did because I didn't want – because – like, we were coming up with all these theories because we were like, last time we saw him, he was right there with her. So mm-hmm. if they had just cut away and acted like, oh, he went ahead, but we didn't tell you guys, that would have been bad storytelling. They covered their own tracks, and it all made sense. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. She told him to go off ahead. He did, and then boom, someone was watching her. She immediately got trapped because they know
0: that she's basically the only family that Rico has. Correct. And then that's when we see that Gojo and Geto, they're talking about, you know, the leverage that they have. They feel bad about this. Geto, you can tell, feels bad about going on ahead, even though she told him to. It's mm-hmm. not really his fault. Um, but, yeah, they say they've got a bunch of leverage now that with Rico that, you know, they can go to make this deal, like a swap type thing. And then just in that moment, they'll take, take control, get her back. But they said at first they were like, "Well, we'll just use a, a decoy. We won't actually use Rico." But Rico's not having any of that. She's gonna go because this is her family. She wants to be there. Um, and th- what I put about this lady is, this lady might not even be old enough to be Rico's mom. She she might be. She might be about fifteen years older. Mm-hmm. So she's almost like she is kind of like a mom to her, but she's almost just like an an older sister. Like a nanny that is still family, if that makes any sense at all.
1: Right, right. Yeah, she's just like um, – she can play all the roles. She can be the the mom figure, but she can also be the friend figure, uh, she the sister figure. She's got them all encompassed she into one.
0: It's just like when you n- – neither me nor you have this situation, but it's just like when, say – there's an accident baby that happens in your family Whoa. 10, 10 years later, you're 10 years old. A baby's born when you're 20, that child is 10. You're, you, you're not a parent figure, but you play that role a lot. Cause you're so much older. That's what this situation is right here. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, Chad said that it didn't apply for anyone or either of us. I have a sister that's
0: nine years older than me. Well, I said 10, so. <laughs> i forget that you have that sister right because she's older and she was out of the house
1: much earlier than you would have thought yeah
0: because of the age gap i know and then i remembered i was like oh yeah i used to try to sneak in her room when i was like seven i do remember that Uh, oh yeah we were trying to learn things (laughs) so gojo makes a deal with rico and says you know If you come along with us, you can't get all scared and go away. You're a part of it. And then, boom, we don't see anything. We just appear on the beach in the ocean. And apparently, Curio's already been saved.
1: They're doing a very good job of subverting expectations because I'm like...
0: They do it a lot this episode.
1: They do it a lot, and I don't want to talk about it too much here because I want to talk about it later in the episode, but... I was enjoying even in the moment I was enjoying it because I thought it was just funny that they it went to show like oh wow these guys that got uh
0: they're a joke
1: they're <laughs> pathetic yeah it was no big deal what they went and right took care of it in a second
0: so we go into the op and then we come back and we're at Okinawa Beach okay and Curio can't believe she got caught because like we said these guys are bums okay they're not sorcerers or anything like that they don't there's nothing special about him, but they still captured her. And that's because she's not really right. She's anything a maid special either. Yeah. Right. She's a
1: maid that had a mop and swung it around a little bit last episode. Yep.
0: You know, Geto says that it was partly his fault too though, but you know, it didn't matter because Gojo and Geto, when they arrived there, they kicked their ass. It, I mean, it was nothing to Absolutely nothing. Um, we also find out that they came by plane to Okinawa. Okay. And, uh, gojo used his eyes to check every single passenger so this is just giving us more insight to how much energy he's really expending and how exhausted he's actually getting just making sure that nothing crazy happens
1: right they were already thinking on the next level being like oh you know if we are in a confined space in the air that's already going to limit the amount of people who have eyes on us by a lot and then Gojo's taking it even the step further to make sure everyone on the plane checks out. So I thought that was smart too. Like, right, because they could
0: blow up the plane just to kill her and it's over. Yes. Yeah. You, so like, it could it could literally just be you know they could use any sort of. I'm sure he even went to the little kids because they it, yeah. these people you don't know what type of people these guys checking are. checking
1: the plane was smart, but I was also impressed with just being like, oh let's let's take a bird, you know, let's get up in the air. They're not going to be able uh-huh. to. No one can be hiding in a tree if
0: you're in a plane. Right. And then Ghetto even uses a cursed caterpillar flying machine. Uh, I don't know what to call that thing. It's very strange. Oh, it
1: was kind of dragon-like,
0: I thought. To fly beside the plane and make sure everything And it wasn't flying beside
1: well. the p- plane. It was kind of lazy. It was riding on top of the well, plane.
0: a little bit, but I no, thought it was on... on top of the plane. Okay. So
1: don't fight me on it because I saw exactly where the dragon <sighs> curse was.
0: So it turns out tomorrow's full moon is the deadline for Rico and Tengen's merge. It's always a full moon. It always is a full moon. We didn't know this. I think this is the first time they mentioned that. I could be wrong on that part, but... I thought it was just like, oh, the 500 years of his is almost up. No, it's a full moon that's involved as well. We should have known that. Always a full moon. So, But, yeah, that's partly why they took um, the maid to Okinawa was to buy time because they're like, oh, well, maybe we'll stall them enough on time to where they don't make it to Tengen in time because they've only got till the full moon. So even these bad guys know that it's by the full moon that they have to get it. We also find out that there's two other sorcerers here to help him. And who is it? It's none other than our boy, Nanami.
1: This was my favorite part of the episode while also being my least favorite part of the episode because what a tease.
0: It is. And, dude, I almost didn't recognize him because he looks so young. He looks so young. The fact that he's younger... I definitely would not
1: have recognized him if they didn't say Nanami (laughs) or Kinto, one of the two. Because I'll tell you what, he looks like he... He's going through a phase in his life right now, Well, yes, sure, he's in his first year, he's doing a lot of studies, but when he's not studying, he's consuming
0: a lot of Shane Dawson TV.
1: (laughs) That's what he he looks like.
0: He does look like that. It's also hilarious that he's younger than Gojo, because he acts so much more mature in present time than Gojo does. And we find out right here that he's a, uh, an underclassman, and Gojo and Ghetto are upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty funny just knowing that Gojo... Because in present time, I think Gojo is supposed to be about 27, 28, so Nanami about 26 or so. Right. Um, but then there's another guy there, and his name is Haburo Yu. We don't know this guy, do we? I don't think so. Okay, I just wanted to make sure on that 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 wasn't somebody we do know. I don't think so. And then going back just a step, while they're still on the beach, they
1: had that uh, the schedule, the itinerary, all planned out. Uh, I love a list. I love you know operating in a scheduled manner. Who do you think took the time to make that? Because I know it wasn't Gojo. It had to be either
0: Ghetto or the maid, for sure.
1: I'm guessing it was a, there was a flower on the sheet of paper, a nicely drawn flower. Not saying that Ghetto couldn't have pulled that off, but I don't know. I think it's
0: got to be the maid.
1: It's got to be her.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the motherly type figure. She's yes. doing that for sure. Yeah, she's
1: used to making lists mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, she's got piano practice at five. Better write it down. Yes. So when Geto and Gojo, they were talking this through, it, you know, Gojo was being so flippant about it. He was just trying to find a way to, like, hang out at a beach. Um, she's writing it all down with time, time codes and everything to be like, well, if we're not doing yeah. this by this time, we've messed up.
0: And then we go to Gojo and Rico. They're just dicking around at the beach, having fun like they are brother and sister. Like, literally, like they're like six and eight years old, brother and sister. That's what they're doing right here. It's so cute. Um, But we can just tell, too, by the way that Gojo gives her the look when they say it's time, that he genuinely was doing that just to make her happy. He might not. I mean, Gojo's a, a goofy guy, he likes to have fun like that but he genuinely cares about her last day mm-hmm. being a good day before she obviously has to merge and yeah. never be the same person again.
1: Well, not to mention like when we're watching these scenes we have to keep in mind that he is not letting go of I forget the name of his it. His tech uh his six eyes? Yeah, he's like keeping that going at all times mm-hmm. even when he's
0: playing, even when he's having fun, splishy splashing in the beach. And that's when we find out that Gojo has not slept or released his technique for over 24 hours. So that's getting a little dangerous territory. I don't know if anybody here has not slept for over 24 hours, but it gets really wonky when you get to that 24-hour mark.
1: Yeah, it gets um, tough. Can't wait for our 24-hour streams uh, that we do to really test ourselves. Also, what is another thing that you could like... Hmm, What could be an example of something that we could do for 24 hours while also staying awake like he's keeping his technique applied as his, his six eyes going what could we do
0: hmm probably balance on one foot you think it's that hard for him um i don't uh,
1: yeah i don't know man
0: he's so gifted that like maybe breathe solely through our nose oh that'd be so hard only through your nose i mean i know we'd mostly do that anyways but like
1: yeah and I, w- I want someone to write in with their best uh their best guess on w- what's something that we could do that would be as tough as what he's doing not urine because over- it's got to be like simple enough to where he can do it but you just gotta concentrate and it gets it wears you out over a long period of time
0: never get an erect did you say penis? something about underwear urine what did you say about urine never urine Never urine. For 24 hours? I don't like that one. <laughs> okay. So, they extend their stay another day, which ticks off Nanami. Why does this tick him off? It, for one, I don't feel like they're doing a great job communicating with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably why.
1: <laughs> so, that's definitely a part of it. I think he's kind of, he's trying to provide backup for something that doesn't want to be backed up. Okay and that's
0: tough. And this is when when we find out they extend their stay, we go through a whole collage of piano man playing. Yeah. The most beautiful part of the episode.
1: Now, not Piano Man by Billy Idol, but there is a piano man playing mm-hmm. the piano.
0: What that this is what we call it, when the intense piano comes in, we just say Piano Man is on the piano.
1: Yeah. And it was a weird you no know, not the type of montage I would usually expect to see with piano music correct but the dude the kayaking is gorgeous how did you just say it? why kayaking did you, yeah why did you put so much emphasis on yacking
0: well how else would you, would kayaking. you say it? you just said it too
1: no i said kayaking
0: now you're saying it different don't say it different just i didn't say different you kayaking play, <laughs> i did not say that the first or second time what what i was trying to say is the kayaking in this episode <laughs> why do you do that what
1: dude it's the watch ready Kayaking. but that would be
0: stupid if i was just like hey do you want to
1: go kai no because uh, how do you think I'm you're not getting supposed to... how do you think it's coming up with the word i how do you, where do you think that sound comes
0: from Ki- let's go kayak kai did i just say it right let's kayak. go kayak
1: it's ki-ack. kayak that's what
0: i just said let's go kayaking that was better okay you were saying kayaking <laughs> so they extend their stay another day all right and the crew goes kayaking <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, which is so much fun, dude. I haven't been kayaking in a long time. I think me and you should go soon, Ronnie. We'll let it cool down a little bit before we go. Oh, I'll but go dude, in the heat of the summer. I don't care. You know what else was beautiful about this episode, though, is this, the hand into the water while they were kayaking. Oh,
1: I love, yeah, that is, that is bliss. When you're kayaking and you put the hand in the water, you could do it in a canoe. You could do it in a, it's a little harder in a whitewater raft. Because it's a little bit more elevated from the ground. It's almost kind of like a boat structure.
0: But the elements and the the scenery, the structures, everything in Okinawa looks beautiful, man. It does.
1: Now, I did have one huge problem with this montage that did not look pleasant.
0: And what was that? They
1: were making it try and be, be pleasant, but I caught them and I said, nope, that is a terrible idea. They were eating hot soup on a beach day. Ugh. That would be terrible. Okay, uh, put yourself in these shoes. Put okay. yourself in these flip-flops. Anime's love wearing flip-flops. Well, they're at the beach, so. Okay, go spend a, a day on the beach, right? You're sitting on a towel. I'm, I'm
0: imagining I was there just a few weeks you ago. You got
1: your sand in the feet, or your feet in the sand. Your sand is not in the feet. That would be dangerous. Your feet is in the sand. Okay. Okay, you've uh, swam in the water. You got some salt water in your hair. The sun's beating down on you, but you, that's, you, you get a nice tan, but you just feel that you know you start getting a little bit more exhausted there's so many your body's so mentally and uh, physically stimulated with all these surroundings and then you go okay let's go get a let's go get something to eat all right and then you just go up to the shade and it's still i mean even though you're on the shade maybe you have a ceiling fan on you what is it you know 80 degrees out there can't be too cool and someone gives you just a hot bowl of chicken noodle soup and says, I know. Hey, guess what? It's 4 p.m. Go to town.
0: It's such a Japanese thing to eat hot noodles all the time. I don't get it. I really don't. It's just not refreshing whatsoever. What what you would want is just some fish on the plate, maybe Mm -hmm. some hush puppies, iced water, and then ice cream for dessert. That is a perfect beach meal right there. I agree. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, just something. Give me something I can chew, I think.
0: Yeah. I don't want to be slurping... No slurping at the beach. Yeah, I'm not slurping unless it's a Slurpee, something cold.
1: There you go. Yeah, that's a good, that's that's the, uh, that's where you break the rule Mm -hmm. is if you say Slurpee.
0: But after the meal, though, they go to the aquarium, Ronnie. And you know what I had to say about this? MAGA, make aquariums great again. I have not been to an aquarium in a long time. I feel like they're not talked about enough. No one talks about them anymore. You were very right because we
1: had someone at work the other day who was like, uh, "Oh yeah, my family's in town. We're gonna go see the Georgia Aquarium, which used to be the largest aquarium. I don't know the ex- in the world or in the United States." And then this guy's kind of a nerd, and he was like, "Well, actually, now it's the second. It's the second largest." And I said, "Ah, well, they took us over. That stinks." And then I thought. So the aquarium is about 50 minutes away from me. The last time I went, let me carry the uh, 14 years ago.
0: You know what's wild is you are so accurate on that. I remember listening to the hit song. um, Man, I love college. And I love drinking. And I love women. I remember listening to that song on the way to the aquarium. What song is that? Man, I wanna go to college for the rest of my life, drinking, smoke weed all freaking night. Uh, okay. You know that song? I've, Let's listen to when that came out because. Who is that by? It's by like Meek Mills or something. <laughs> Not Meek Mill. No. <laughs> yeah, pull that. I up love because college release date.
1: I mean, uh, I was gonna say college is great. Uh, Aquarium. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine. How many and years ago? Fourteen,
0: Ronnie. I remember listening to that on the way there. It was a field trip. So who is it by? It is by the lovely um, Asher Roth. Remember that guy? Is that a white guy? Yes,
1: it is. Yeah, it sounded like a very white song you were singing, so it made me wonder.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that she has a great time. This is actually the way that Rico is enjoying and taking in all of her final moments. Is Amazing.
1: Well, and I like you saying uh make aquariums great again because it really was she was the only one who was acting like the seven hundred thousand gallon tank uh housing the fish was something special to behold. Everyone else was just walking by. Do you notice that? She's the only one even looking at the fish. Everyone else was walking by as if they were passing a hot
0: dog stand on their way it, to work. It's actually incredible. How many freaking gallons of water, of seawater, is right there? Imagine the filters at that place. I bet they've got one or two. Dude, and then you know what else I was thinking about? A terrorist attack. Imagine if there was ever an attack on Dude, why did I think about that too? Imagine. Don't imagine that. Don't imagine that. We don't imagine that that thing. That would be awful,
1: but also think about it.
0: Think about it, yes. If it did happen, how would you save people? The animals would go everywhere. That to the fish, dude. That would be uh, that would be terrible. It'd be devastating.
1: It would be devastating, and something about ugh, God. This is terrible to even talk about. You know, I hope no one's getting any crazy ideas, but it's an interesting conversation. I'm glad we're having it. It's the kind of thing where you could get more attention. The way how cruel this world is. You know, if someone killed thirty people, they wouldn't the world would kind of be like, oh, that sucks, you know, we need to really figure something out one of these times. If one of these times this happens, we gotta figure something out, but not yet. But if you were to blow up an aquarium and just had like a bunch of tanks explode and fish go everywhere, even if it was closed and no people were in there, the world would lose their minds.
0: Yeah. Or imagine if it was thirty people and yeah. all someone the Austra- fish in the even oils. someone
1: in Australia would be like
0: crazy about that aquarium, you know? You're right. Dude uh, the mess that would be made with all of those gallons of water. I mean it would it would devastate would that not <laughs> would that not spill over to other buildings?
1: Yes, it would spill over to other buildings.
0: It's incredible. You should see
1: you should see when uh, Travis takes a bath. It spills over to other rooms, much less and that's just a bathtub, much what? less a million <clears throat> gallons of water. Imagine
0: you're driving down Martin Luther King Drive in Atlanta and you just see a beluga whale just surfing beside you. I don't think they have a whale at the aquarium. Beluga whales, correct? I'm correct on that. Belu-
1: <laughs> I mean, I haven't been in 14 years so I can't correct you. They
0: have multiple beluga whales. I
1: guess the the beluga whales it's it's a smaller whale. Correct. Yeah, it's the yeah, yeah. It's the white smaller whale. Is that right? Does the Yeah, when I see it you're completely right. They definitely okay. have those belugas. They got a beluga or two, I would say.
0: Now, I did say one I think I said a humpback whale and the, the guy at work was like are you kidding me? A humpback whale is ginormous. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you you did make a mistake at one point talking about whales I at did. the aquarium, and then you and then I realized a humpback
0: yourself. whale is like seven billion feet long. I'm like, right.
1: Okay. Yes. And the fifty-five to sixty-six thousand pounds, <laughs> which <laughs> which is a bit that is a bit tougher to get into an aquarium. I have heard <laughs>
0: fifty-five thousand. How did it? No, okay, think it's about this. 40, yeah, it's the
1: female is forty-nine to fifty-two feet long and fifty-five to sixty-six thousand pounds. So I don't think they have a lot of those at the Georgia Aquarium, but they might <laughs> have one since I've been. I'll go back and check. Let's talk
0: about this. Imagine all the trans. Imagine transporting all the beluga whales, all the sharks, yeah. everything to the aquarium with the water. How does that happen? That has got to be. An insane process. I wanna be the company that transports them. They gotta make a lot of money.
1: Yeah, like what you never see a, a aquarium truck driving down the street. No. So how do they get them? how do they get all those fish there? That's a good question.
0: Don't know. You never driving Mystery. down the
1: road and you look at a truck and be like, you know what, did you know that there's now, a dolphin in there?
0: Now I'm sure it's like a it's obviously they get all the animals in there, then a lot of them are probably born in the aquarium. Right, but you gotta but the initial... process to get there, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the good news. People are thinking, wow, Ronnie and Chad are talking about uh, explosions at aquariums. Those aren't really nice guys. That's not a nice guy conversation to have. It wouldn't happen because of the dolphins. The dolphins would sniff that terrorist oh, out yeah. quicker than anything and would make some necessary moves to quit it. To stop and also,
0: it. you're a loser if you do that. Why would you attack uh, innocent animals and people? Which is why I don't think it's ever happened because right. no one can stoop that low. They're freaking losers. Okay. So after that glorious uh, adventure into the aquarium, which only Rico enjoyed, didn't see the other people smiling or anything like that, we then go to, you know what else is crazy? What? Serving fish at aquariums. It's got to be one of the rudest things you can do.
1: That is really rude now that you think about
0: it. And I know they do it. I don't know for sure, but I do know they do it. I mean, you don't
1: know it. for sure, but you do know, th- know that yes, they do it. Yes, there's no the most, way there's
0: not a single restaurant there that serves fish. And that if is they the do, most
1: Chad sentence I've ever right. heard.
0: It's like serving uh, it's like serving beef tenderloin at a cow petting zoo or something.
1: That is it's very similar to what it would be, but I don't think that exists either, so I don't know why you're so confident in the fish being served at the Georgia Aquarium.
0: So or we, aquariums at all. Are you looking it up right now?
1: I'm just going to type in Georgia
0: Aquarium menu while you're talking the notes and I'll see what happens. So we finally go back to the Tokyo foothills where, you know, we're in the Jujutsu High barrier now. Ghetto thanks Gojo for working so hard and being like, Gojo, this might be the hardest you've ever worked. Mm -hmm. You know, just staying focused at all moments. And that's when Gojo lets go of his technique. Coconut shrimp at the Georgia Aquarium. Told you. Disgusting. And right when he lets go of it, a katana right through the chest. I mean, this was one of the uh, most shocking things in the show so far, and it happened the instant he let his guard down.
1: But it was still kind of calm at the moment. Like, I wasn't worried yet.
0: Yeah, because he kind of was just like, what the heck? Like, he didn't even feel it almost. Yeah. And the craziest part about it, too, is that they are in Juju High, the barrier of Juju High. So how did he get through this? Is it because he's not a cursed user that it doesn't affect him? Or?
1: That's kind of what I took it as. Yeah.
0: That y- so, he doesn't
1: have any curse, so he's just a he's just a dude walking.
0: But we'll talk more about that here in a second. But that's when Gojo turns around and asks if they've met before. And that's when Toji says, I'm terrible at remembering guys' names too, so they have met.
1: But this is so this is cheating.
0: It is cheating. It is cheating for sure. Because Gojo was so young when they met. Well we'll see here in a second. That's when we go it goes straight into the calling card. It was a perfectly placed calling card. Okay. Yeah, like right think
1: about it. some of your parents' friends when you were like four years old and then you know, growing up to be sixteen. And then seeing them again, and then being like insulted that you don't remember. Well, them.
0: well, this is what's crazy. It's even worse than that because we go into snowy flashback. Toji says that once upon a time he just went to go see the chosen one, you know, of the Gojo clan in person. He didn't even go to meet him and say hey or anything. He just wanted to see the kid with the six eyes. So he says, "Go." We see Gojo probably like eight years old at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty young. He is the only person. The thing with Toji right here is that he didn't even confront Gojo face-to-face. He snuck behind him and was just watching him from behind, and that's when Gojo turned around and noticed him. And that that in that moment is when Toji realized that this kid was a problem because he's the only person who has ever caught him or sensed him sneaking up on somebody.
1: Now, I don't exactly even know what that means, but that is just a
0: cool attribute yeah. to have. Like. I want to say what I think it means is that when he's purposefully like tried to sneak up on somebody, no one has ever caught him. Right. And and he purposefully did it right there and Gojo instantly turned around and he But it's just awesome that he saw that in that moment he goes, "Holy shit, that guy is a pro- that kid is a problem."
1: That's something though that like if that was true about me like, maybe I've always walked behind people and no one's ever turned around. I wouldn't even notice. Like, yeah, it wouldn't even register with me unless I was constantly sneaking up on people to murder them or whatever. But now I'm inspired. I'm going to start trying to be more of a sneaky yeah. guy. Like, I'm going to see how many people to I see can who be down. behind and see if they ever turn around. Yeah. So I can just start telling people that. I'm like, yeah, I was actually behind you two days ago. You didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know.
0: I was behind Harry Styles a few moments ago. I'm going to say that that's going to
1: be my new pickup line girls will love that Like, yeah "Yeah, just uh i'm pretty sneaky i was actually behind you when you were getting in your car two nights ago you didn't even turn around and see
0: (laughs) (laughs) they would love that line um but yeah in that moment that's when he knew when the time came present time now he knew that he must wear him down which he does absolutely perfectly
1: Yes, now is when we have to talk about it. See, this was really cool storytelling that I appreciated because they he straight up was telling you what he was going to do in the second episode. And I fell for it every step of the way. Like when the yep. maid, when Kiori gets uh, taken, I go, oh, that's what next episode is going to be. It's going to be we got to get her back. Or is there some other fishy business with her going on? Then when we opened up the episode and there she was captured and they start talking about... Oh, there's going to be this meetup. I go, okay, episode three, we're going to have a meetup. We're going to fight these guys. And then they just finish it, and it's all to make the point of, like, all of this is so easy for Gojo, but it's enough to where he's got to stay on alert, and he's constantly, you know, occupied the whole time until he gets right back home when he starts to release it. And boom,
0: that's when you get him. Yep, and he he said it perfectly. He's just going to wear him down with a bunch of weaklings. And like you said, they trick you the entire time. They're like, no, you're just thinking there's no way this actually works. But it works so perfectly. And that's when Ghetto attacks Toji with a curse. And um, Gojo then, you know, the sword comes out. Gojo says that he missed the vitals and that it was just like a safety pin passing through a knitted sweater. He's fine for now. It was nothing big. But I think right here he's kind of – he might be telling the truth. It wasn't anything too serious, but I think he's under-exaggerating it a little bit. What do you think right there? So
1: you think it was more like a uh... – I
0: think it I think it did a little damage. I don't think it was just a little poke. Okay. I think it did a little bit to where he's like – oh, he's probably thinking, oh, shit.
1: Oh, you think he was internally, thinking shit?
0: I think he was internally thinking a little bit more than what he's putting out because he's so cocky and tries to act so cool all the time, I think – he was still Yeah, and I out. think he's God. so
1: cocky that he still was. Like he was it shocked him, but he was like, "Oh, this guy screwed up. He let me, you know.
0: He didn't get me. He, he didn't, didn't kill get me, right me right
1: away." Nearly good enough. I'm fine now. He's going to learn.
0: He's going to learn today. <gasps> but dude, Toji, I didn't I didn't know what to think of him in the past two episodes. You know, I thought he was pretty cool like I mean, he's a giant dick and his gambling problems and stuff. I think he was just doing that to pass time, now that I think about it, because he was like, well, i got to wait 40 hours. I might as well just do something. Mm -hmm. Or he's just a straight-up gambling addict, and he might have thought, well, maybe if one of these weaklings actually do get Gojo, I can win some money and pay him that way.
1: Yeah, I think he is a gambling addict because he's
0: also, it's not like he was on a business trip.
1: um, Like this was a two-day business trip away from his kids. He has abandoned
0: him. (laughs) Um. But yeah, Gojo tells Geto to run off with Rico and Kiori. Just get the hell out of there. Go meet Tengen, and that's what he does.
1: Okay, and this is where I've got... It's not a problem with Geto, because I think every single time I can explain away why he does what he's doing. But I do want to know, how many curses do you think he's got You know, in his little purse?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, because...
1: Initially I'm like, okay, why did he they he talks I guess it was last episode where he had uh, curses watching over Rico and he knew when some shit was going down and they all started running. So I was like, Okay, why did you not leave a curse with kyori when you ran ahead? And I was like, Okay, but she she's just a woman, you didn't think anyone was watching her, mm-hmm. I get that. But then right here, you know that Gojo's fighting this guy, and even though Gojo's super strong why would you not leave a curse behind to keep an eye on
0: things? Right, and is it just because... Like, does he not think... The one that he left that just got slashed right away, was that what he was thinking? Maybe I'll just leave that one. Yeah, 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 maybe so. Because, I mean, I, I don't... I think when he leaves curses behind, he says something like they don't even take his senses or whatever like that. Yeah. It's but like, is he just thinking, well, it's useless. They're just going to get slashed anyways. Or I don't know what he's thinking here.
1: I there was some line of like, he, they don't have his, uh, they're not under his direct control. To me, it's almost just like he's got a camera set up somewhere else. Like, I don't know if they even fight or do anything as much as they're just like keeping an eye on okay. stuff. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that he didn't leave one behind, even though like he, it's not like he was not doing his own task. It was kind of a race against the clock to get her where she needed mm-hmm. to go, but also knowing what he's getting ready to tell her at the end. They could have, they could have just stayed here, all fought, um, Fushiguro, mm-hmm. and then went from there.
0: Because uh, Toji busts out of the little caterpillar thing, whatever it is to uh, this is when-, when toji bust out of here and had this curse around his neck gross it's very gross but i knew in this moment I was like okay this guy is freaking cool the whole everything he's done the past 48 hours or whatever and leading up to this moment i feel like i f- didn't think that much of him i'm like ah he's just a guy that's you know, kind of a dickhead. I love this character now. Uh,
1: oh, from the second that they called him the sorcerer killer or whatever, just, you know, basically said that he was a hitman for sorcerers,
0: I was like, wow, I'm into it. So Gojo says the bounty has already been taken down and calls him stupid for that, but that's when Toji tells him that he's the one that took it down. Who do you think had it up? And just his plan just went so perfectly. The, the moment he takes it down... It's over. Um, so they start fighting, and that's when we find out that Toji is fast as shit. He is so quick. Gojo even recognizes right away how quick he is. And then I also put here that he's like Maki. Like he is I don't I think Maki needs glasses to see the curses. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he's seeing them. Did they did they kind of go into that or no? I don't think that they've said that yet. But yeah, he's just like Maki. He is like if Maki got to the highest version she could get to she would be similar to this
1: right but also
0: she's got well that's he got
1: like a bunch of different tools and weapons right he just has whatever this like
0: he has this but i think he puts it in like the curse's mouth and it like forms a different thing of it so he yeah so he kind of does that in his own little way but he is obviously the highest of skill you can probably get without having curse energy um, but yeah, it's a heavenly pact that he uses. Uh, that's that's when the animation picks up. Okay, Gojo tries blasting him before he can get close. To which he actually does, sending him flying. Uh, he gets shot through buildings. This is classic Juju. I don't season one. I don't know if you remember, but oh, there's a lot of through buildings. So yeah, Gojo tries following the curse on his back because he can't f- sense him because he doesn't use curse energy. But he so he then uses maximum output blue to disassemble all the buildings around him, take away all the cover, so he can't hide anywhere. But he does that, and Toji then sends all these fly heads at him. Okay, this these fly head curses at him, coming his way.
1: And they were all so unique and gross. They were. Which I, I mean, from an artistic standpoint, I appreciated way to really put the time and effort into. Uh, developing all these different gross flies.
0: Right. And Gojo then thinks, you know, oh, he's after Rico now. This is a distraction. As soon as he looks away, what do you know? Toji is right behind him again. He's so quick that he can get directly behind him the moment that he lets his guard down every time. So
1: quick to get behind him, but then also, I think this also goes to show that Gojo this entire time has been relying 90% of the time on justice skills he doesn't use any like forward thinking any strategy he's just super powerful so you know even if someone were to outthink him most of the time he can make up for it this is but this guy is you know superior to him when oh yeah. it comes to game planning oh and, all and, that and it
0: shows his youth too i mean he's literally in high school like, right he, he just think he's been so cocky, him and Ghetto. Ghetto says it later on, that they're the two strongest ones. They think that no one is above them. It's like, no, you have not experienced life yet, Gojo. But yeah, that's when he then slashes the heck out of his neck, chest, legs, just brutally gets him. He goes through infinity. He cuts through it with this weapon, and we find out that this weapon, anytime it makes contact with a cursed technique it takes away that curse techniques ability completely. Which is a
1: great blade to have as a sorcerer killer. (laughs) Oh yeah. I don't know where he got that one from, but I don't think he paid enough for it. And also
0: it's called inverted spear of heaven, which is a dope name.
1: That is very cool. And it does so much damage to Gojo here that it's the kind of thing where it's like, all right, you better be careful on where you go from here because Ronnie is at danger of getting some serious anger. Of course, how his veins. does he
0: live through this? How how does he,
1: how does he live through this? E- even the wounds he's already got, and then two, even if he's left with just the wounds he has, why why would Toji just not a hundred percent kill him? Before he I, away? I
0: I get it, but it's just like he he. Fricked him up so bad right here that it looks like Gojo's dead. Like yeah, it looks like he has no chance of being alive. He
1: sliced fr- from one of the top of his like shoulder neck area all the way down to his chest. It's just like a gash.
0: And then he started stabbing his legs right in his artery area, in his quads. I don't understand how, I mean, there's so much blood on the ground too. I don't and understand how he lived.
1: All I'm saying is, you know, I really enjoyed the episode, but if next a- episode, gojo's eyes just glow a very strong pigment of blue and all of a sudden he starts floating and fighting i'm gonna be angry
0: yeah no something has to happen where somebody comes and heals him i don't know who it would be Rico. i think that
1: even though she got shot through the head but there's still something up with her maybe
0: no i think that he uh i don't think he's gonna be fighting
1: I think he's out of
0: commission. He somehow gets saved, but it's just going to be Geto versus Toji. I think he's done. Okay. I think he got messed up so bad that there's there's no way. But then we go back to Geto, Kyori, and Riko, and we have Kyori. She starts to cry because her little sister, little daughter, whatever you want to call her, she's about to merge with Tengen, And who even knows what happens to you when that actually happens? Mm -hmm. Like they say that they know what's. But she Well, might...
1: I, the closer you get, the more it is up in the air if they realize that that's just bullshit yeah. that they've been trying to talk themselves into.
0: Right. Right. And, uh, you know, they say that they love each other. And she says, all right, good luck. Go on your way. So they start going through a tunnel, her and now, Ghetto. Now, she says
1: this is, well, you know, I'm always interested in this sort of thing. She says, this is where I leave you. They just rode down on an elevator. How did she decide, you know... I'm going to leave him after we get off the elevator. Could she have done it before the elevator? Why couldn't she go all the way into the room? It's like, where do you make the call?
0: And also, does that mean she's dead too?
1: I was thinking about this. I would have to say yes, unless there's a second elevator.
0: I mean, either that or we see a little bit later on, it could just be one of those cases where Toji doesn't give a, he's just walking past her to go. Right. He knows she is no... There's no point of even doing anything to mm-hmm. it. But, you know, Ghetto says <clears throat> you can go to the base of the tree or you can turn around and leave.
1: By the way, this area right here is so cool. I don't know what it is exactly,
0: but... Tengen's, like, domain or something. It's He talks about if you go down to the base of the tree, you have to be... Invi- the only way you can get in is if you're actually invited. Right. Which I don't know how you're invited. It's just like how that works, you know, but.
1: inside this cave slash mountain or whatever thing with the huge tree sprouting up, and there's like a little, little you know, architecture around it of some kind.
0: He says, "Him and Gojo talked about it already. The assimilation is off if she doesn't want to do it. That's when we're in this flashback. Um, they say that they will fight Tingen if they have to, and you know they're the strongest, so they can do it." Well, they can't even beat somebody that's not Tengen, and Tengen's supposed to be the strongest being or whatever you want to call him. So I don't think they would beat Tengen in a fight, even though they thought that they they had to fight him. They're like, well, we're the strongest. We'll be able to beat him. What yeah. do you think on that?
1: It's so weird because I still don't even know what to expect when we see Tengen. Like I think he's kind of just a guy, but... Um... It's
0: interesting. Like, I don't... I don't know. It's so something weird and creepy is definitely going on. It's not Tingan is not a good guy, is what I'm guessing.
1: But I also like how uh, Ghetto kind of attributed this decision um to I don't know his name, but basically the meathead principle that yes. to get. He's like, Oh, he's just kind of a muscle brain but you know, he kinda left it up for our interpretation. But like we knew that we could decide, and Gojo is very Gojo about it. Like he doesn't say like, oh, of course, whatever. She, w-. he's just kind of like, oh, whatever happens, happens. Right. And then Geto is the one where like, well, you know, that might mean that we have to fight Tengen. and then that's when Gojo's like, oh, we're the strongest. Did you see how hot I am? It doesn't matter. I'm super <laughs> strong.
0: That's when she starts to think though, and we see that she just wants to be with Kyuri and her friends. She wants to spend more time, have more memories. There's a lot of things she wants to do. She's only like 14 years old. She wants to go experience the world.
1: Yep, this is the kind of thing that I say, and then um, I'm like, God, I've, (laughs) you know, when I'm really getting in my feels, I'm like, God, I've got to go see the world, and I've got to start having more experiences and do this with my friends, and then Friday night comes around, and I'm just like,
0: Friday night comes around, and then you get shot in the head. That's the,
1: (laughs) oops and then friday night comes around i'm just like god i just want to sit and watch tv go to
0: sleep dude no and they start playing the ending song here where Mm. it's just like so sweet you're like oh wow this is awesome you're like ghetto and gojo this is so this is such a sweet moment she's gonna be able to live with her friends and be happy oh is that
1: what you fell for
0: I fell for it, dude. I completely fell for it. The when the ending song came on, I was like, oh, it's going to end right here and then we'll see what happens with Toji and the rest next episode. And then he... Re- <laughs>
1: As they're standing in like the middle of the location.
0: So, I the- mean, that's
1: the one I did not expect what happened to be. Like, I didn't think it was going to be Toji. I thought we were going to see Tengen, you know, come from wherever.
0: Um, oh, so you thought Tengen was going to... Take her anyways. An yeah, assembly. I mean,
1: they freaking. I, the, the whole time he was doing this and he was giving her the whole spiel, I was like, wow, sure seems like this was something you could have done a couple miles out instead of getting into the place where yeah. you were going to give him. So I thought Tenyo was going to be like, whoa, 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 not so fast. So, uh, and then when the, the reveal said it was Toji, I was like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah, Ghetto reaches out his hand and says, let's leave. Come on. And it's such a sweet moment. And then, boom, gunshot straight to the head. And his the look on his face is the look on anyone's face right there. It's just the look of shock that he has because he's still smiling while her head is getting shot because it happens so out of nowhere.
1: Which well, this is also a great point of where I got caught up in the storytelling because you forget that to, like his mission was to get her, but from the very first second that you start seeing him talk about all that, he only refers to go like he's just saying. He's saying, like, oh, getting her, that's not the problem. I just have to get through Gojo. And so then when they're split and he gets Gojo, you're like, okay, mission complete. But, no, he's still got to go finish her. And I wasn't thinking like that. So- well, then he
0: even says, too, all right, you're free to go. But he doesn't even care about Ghetto. After yeah. he kills her, he's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, he knows that Ghetto is going to come after him. Right. Like, he's not just going to leave. But, but you got to try. Right. And then... He says, Why are you here? And he says, and that's when Toji then says that I killed Gojo Satoro. And then that's when Ghetto has the face of a demon. And uh, this is what's awesome about Ghetto is that in the present time, he's just such a dick. And so, but I know. seeing him here, we're obviously seeing the stuff that makes starts to slowly make him turn into that. I mean, seeing her get shot right in front of you, that's definitely going to scar you a little bit.
1: Well, that's going to scar you. And then I was already starting, because I'm trying to come up with ideas of, like, what's going to turn him so bad. And then I was like, well, we know. I was like, okay, so Gojo's pretty wrecked. Now Geto's got to fight him. Gojo just lost to him, which makes me think, you know, even though Gojo was kind of caught unaware, I'm thinking, like, right now, who are you going to pick to win this fight? Toji right yeah I would have to pick pick Toji so I'm like is this something where he kind of takes control of him like kidnaps him makes him hang around for a while and starts messing up his worldview? but then no but his whole thing is that he only thinks cursed users should be the ones and this guy's
0: not even a cursed user he's not do you think he what if he kills Toji he might actually kill him or maybe Tengen Tengen actually comes out right here and does something too I don't know I, shit's wild though.
1: There's gotta be, I mean, do you think Rico's dead? Yes. Really? You think she's
0: dead? dead? I, th- I think she's dead dead. I think that's why Ghetto, I think everything that has to go wrong goes wrong here and that's why Ghetto is so messed up in the head in the present time. I think it's gotta be, cause they already talk about how terrible the Shibuya incident is or whatever. Uh, they talked about it in season one, just how, you know everything went wrong i think it just continues uh, there's probably even more to come where it just keeps going wrong and wrong and that's when ghetto just finally loses it and turns into whatever he is now i don't know how he lives through this though because it does seem like toji is way stronger than him Mm -hmm. but maybe toji does capture him and i don't know
1: there's still got to be a tengen element because you got to keep in mind it's not like um, if Tengen didn't get Rico, that he dies, no, it's that he becomes even more of like a life force, so much that he's not even human anymore. If, and so that's going to be a big problem. So there's got to be
0: something there that we okay. gotta, uh, we still have to see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm super excited for the next episode though. The the cliffhanger here. Toji is an awesome character. I freaking love that. That guy is a G. Okay? Yeah.
1: You love people who kill off main characters. You've always said that.
0: He didn't kill off Gojo. We know Gojo's alive, so we're not worried about him, right? He, right. Is, but this guy's an absolute G. Yeah, he you is love.
1: A G. Let me rephrase that. You love guys who shoot little girls in the head.
0: She was 14. She's almost an adult,
1: but she was little.
0: So here's the big question: Did you
1: say she was almost an adult? <laughs> Creepy! Yay! <laughs> Creepy.
0: Oh. Here's the big question, though: Is Toji alive in present time? That's the biggest question. Does Toji make yes. it out of this alive? Because th- th- this is what stinks. I, I hope don't...
1: so, because he's such a cool character, and I want I want to see the I want to see the, fa- the father son
0: reunite. I don't want Ghetto to be the main villain of the story. I want him to well, be. Well, there is Tsukuna... <laughs> I, I know Sukuna is, but like... <laughs>
1: there is the guy that's feeding on fingers inside of Itadori. But.
0: Do you think Ghetto ends up becoming good again? Yes. Okay, Th- that, that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. Yes. I mean, he better... He, oh, he's so nice. He's
1: such Not a nice anymore. guy.
0: End of episode.
1: End of episode... What a good one. Like you said, I mean, one, we get the fight on our hands, but I'm not even so much inter- interested in the fight. I just want to see the outcomes after the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, where where is all this going? And it's also hard to say because now i got this whole uh, hidden inventory idea of, like, we're going to flip out of this here pretty soon and we're going to go back into the present. What is the hidden
0: inventory again?
1: It's just the name of the episode. Or I know, say- but
0: do you, think there, like, do you think there's a hidden inventory besides Rico that can assimilate with Yeah, Maybe that's what it is. I've been
1: operating under that that's what she is, the hidden inventory. Okay. Um, So I could, maybe there's another element to that as well, but. All right. Yeah, follow us at Ronnie and Chad on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, Check out the Patreon, like we were saying, patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. Just give it a try. If you don't like it, you know, not, cancel your subscription. And, uh, you got anything else, Chadley?
0: I think that's about it.
1: All right, we'll talk with you next week. I've been Ronnie. I've been
0: Chatty. Peace. Peace.